You're listening to episode 89, Why I Would Wish Single Motherhood on My Best Friend, and a book review of The Kick-Ass Single Mom by Emma Johnson. You're listening to an open book. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn. Each week, we'll open up at least one book that will expand your heart and your mind on topics covering life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. You'll also hear from special guests open up about their own journey to being happy on purpose and the challenges and beliefs they had to overcome to get there. If you're open to looking at the world in new ways, are okay with occasionally being triggered, and are ready to take your habits and decision-making off the default mode in order to become the creator, not the bystander of your life, you are in the right place, and I will see you on the inside. This topic today is a topic that I have gotten a lot of questions on um, around my personal life, and I love that people that I have never met before feel comfortable asking me questions about what it's like being a single mom over on social media. Um, I also love that my close friends are curious and have questions about what it's like, and it's one of my favorite topics to talk about because I have a lot of firsthand experience. Um... And I've also had some really um, helpful and insightful secondhand experience from both um, my parents and then um, dating some single dads to kind of see the other side. Um, But this is um, a topic that I think gets, well, I know, um, has a lot of misconceptions around it and a lot of negative stereotypes about what it's like to be a single mom um, and what it's like for kids of single moms. And while there are statistics that might make a lot of that true, it doesn't have to be true for you. And this is something that um, I have wanted to talk more about um, on my own platform but I always feel, it always feels like ranting or like, am I just like telling a story and is it like, how is it helpful? So, um, I'm really excited to have this book today, The Kick-Ass Single Mom by Emma Johnson. Um, it's the Be Financially Independent, Discover Your Sexiest Self and Raise Fabulous, Healthy, Happy Children, um, book and, um, to, to have this conversation with you, um, in case you have some of these same questions or just curious about the topic, whether you are a single mom yourself or you are thinking about making some decisions that would put you in that place, um, that um, I hope you, I hope you get something from this, and that this I think that this book will kind of help us guide the conversation in a in a structured, helpful, inspiring way. And, um, I, I first had the chance to, I mean, I mean, I say publicly, but like, it's not like I had a million downloads by any means. Um, but to talk about this two, almost two years ago now with my now friend, um, Bree, who runs the single mom tribe podcast and, All of my podcast interviews up until then had been around marketing or personal branding or Instagram. And that interview was so memorable and so fun because we just got to bust through all kinds of single mom um, stories, limiting beliefs, stereotypes. And I just, I forever will love that conversation and um, found it just super inspiring to have it with her and then just to hear the feedback from others and to, um, I don't know, just kind of help talk more about it, to be more open, take some of the shame away, the embarrassment away and talk more openly about it with anybody who needed to hear about it. So I'm going to link that episode in the show notes. Um, I'm not sure what what number it was. I think it was back in 2018 that we had that conversation, but I'll, I'll link it up for you. Um, 
in in the show notes if you want to listen to that. But that was a that that was a fun um, experience for me, and that might also be an additional resource if you are finding yourself in this situation um, to get connected with Bree and her podcast, and she has a specific um, single mom tribe. Uh, Instagram account too, where she shares other inspiring stories. So um, I'll link that Instagram up account as well. So lots of resources. But today um, I, I named this episode um, "Why I Would Wish Single Motherhood on My Best Friend" because you always hear that saying, like, "Oh my gosh, that's so terrible! I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy." Um, but single motherhood is not one of those things that is terrible. Um, although I think it gets a bad rep and I have actually found it to be, especially as I continue to grow into it and, um, grow as a person and as a mother and, um, be better in so many ways, um, more compassionate, more understanding, more open to being wrong, (laughs) more open to asking for help. And we'll, we'll talk about some of these things, but, um, I have, it's really become like a really beautiful thing that I love and I am so grateful for. And it's, um, it's not embarrassing. It's not shameful. It's, um, it's not any harder than any other parenting situation in my opinion. And I think a a lot of that, um, is because I have been really blessed, fortunate, lucky, whatever you want to say, um, with having an incredible support system of friends and family, um, and having a, um, while it may not be my son's biological dad, um, having an ex-boyfriend that ended up being an incredible co-parent. And, um, we're just kind of getting into that, that groove in a, in a healthy, uh, in a healthy way. But, um, I'm excited to see where that goes and, and so happy that, that it's going in that direction. Um, so there's been a lot of things that I have absolutely, that have been out of my control, um, that I have, that I have been, been given to make that easier. Um, and also, um, I have consciously made the choice and I didn't for a really long time to not see this as a bad thing, to not be a victim, to not think that I'm destined for like welfare, uh, drain on society and like my kids are going to have issues and struggle the rest of their life too, based on the statistics. Um, so this book has had a huge influence um, on me just since I read it, uh, gosh, I don't know, two, three years ago now. And, um, also, um, just recently, just this week, I was reminded of so many things. And even if you are, um, a married mother right now, I think that you're going to get a lot out of just hearing, um, some of the things that she talks about that, that resonated with me that I think is going to resonate with you absolutely as a single mom. And, and, um, even if you're not, and, um, uh, I think this book also applies to all kinds of, uh, different relationships and, uh, parenting situations, scenarios, whatever the word is beyond just, you know, heterosexual, like she gives examples in the book of, um, same sex marriages and struggles that, you know, they have had with custody and financial and financial situations and splitting things and all that kind of stuff. So this is just, you know, this is a lot of this is across the board, but, um, I think this is going to be a really good one for us. So, um, it's really empowering. I found it really help, hopeful, um, inspiring, motivating, and also like so many of my books have been, um, recently that I've shared with you, extremely triggering. She says a lot of stuff, um, that rubbed me the wrong way at first and might do the same to you. Um, when it comes to just like 
taking responsibility when it comes to how you view child support and how you view the father of your children. And uh, she just kind of asks you to take a different look at it. Um, and by doing so, maybe approach it in a different way that if there are hard feelings, if there is anger and resentment is, is going to be kind of hard to do and you may not be ready for it yet. And that's okay. Like I said, at first there were some things that I was like, that's ridiculous. You don't understand my situation. No. Um, but as I have marinated on it over the last few years and then just coming back and revisiting it, um, most more just this week, um, it's been interesting to, to like see how my reaction has changed. <laughs> so totally fine. If some of the things you don't agree with or violently disagree with, um, but I still think it is worth, uh, just hearing her out on some ways and other things you're going to totally agree with her and be totally inspired by. So she breaks it down into four sections in this book. So what I thought I would do is give you a taste, a little taste of each of the sections. And then while we're going through each of the sections, share one of one piece and there could be a million, um, but share one, not a million, but there could be lots, um, one piece that really resonated with me. And then just to share, um, my own personal experience with that situation. Um, so that you can, I don't know, sometimes I hesitate like talking about certain things because it's like, am I just like ranting and just blabbing a story or like, is this helpful in some way? So I'm glad to have this book as a guide, but I do think just based on some of the questions that I have gotten, um, and one of the reasons why I pulled this off the shelf recently was because, um, I had, um, a, a new single mom reach out, just kind of asking some questions and I pulled this off the shelf as a recommendation. Um, but it's sometimes just knowing that like, you, you aren't alone. Somebody else has had a similar experience or maybe someone else's experience has been like more crazy, more dramatic, like makes you feel less, less like something's wrong with you. Um, and then especially with something like this, where there is, where it can feel like really like there can be like a lot of shame and like guilt and like something's wrong with you because you couldn't make it work or you're a bad picker or, um, you, you know, you've made mistakes and, um, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm just doomed because of my mistakes. And that is not the case. And they are not mistakes. And, um, the first section, we'll just go ahead and get into it. She talks about, um, what a single mom is and the different types of single mom where you could be a single mom where you've always been a single mom. You could be the single mom where you're a divorced now single mom, um, or you could be a single mom by choice where you had, um, an adoption, you had a sperm donor, you had an arrangement with a, a friend or whatever that's no longer part of your child's life. Um, and so there's all different types of single moms. So when somebody asks me what it's like being a single mom, it's just like asking, you know, a mom, what is it like being a mom? Well, there's just all kinds of different scenarios and different situations. So I can only speak from my experience and I can only speak from where I'm at right now because I am continuing to evolve and grow. And I hope that I continue to, because there are things that I still need to let go of areas that I still need to work on. Um, uh, you know, challenges that I still have that, uh, that, yeah, I hope listening to this a year later, I'm like, well, gosh, that was, that was not, you know, that was outdated. I can't believe I thought that because I'm, I'm growing. So just, you know, take, take my experience, take my opinion with a grain of salt. I know that you will, um, because this is where I'm at right now. And this is my specific situation. So I also do want to tell you, you might hear my son in the background, which is like the perfect episode <laughs> to hear him in, um, because, uh, he woke up a little earlier than normal and I'm recording this a little later than usual. So he's in here eating breakfast, uh, working on a obby in Roblox. <laughs> so he's talking to his, uh, text, text, talk to text app. 
So you might hear that and I know that that's going to be okay with you. So, um, but if you do hear that, that is, that is what that is. I also have Chase in here with me laying on the bed. So we are just having a cozy morning and, uh, I'm glad you're here with us whenever you're listening to it. Um, so, um, she opens up the book and talks about some of the, just the shame and like the, the, oh gosh, like the embarrassment and just like the stereotype, um, the stereotypes that are given to single moms. And, um, it's no wonder that people feel embarrassed or shameful or maybe stay in situations where they may leave in relationships where they may otherwise leave, but because they don't want to take on that, 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 um, identity that, Ooh, that, you know, ugly identity as a single mom, um, they, they stay. Um, and a lot of that has been, um, gosh, has been perpetuated by, you know, uh, national leaders. I know Mark Rubio, uh, she quoted Mark Rubio in here saying that, uh, when it, when he was, um, it was the 50th anniversary of the war on poverty. And in 2013, he said, the truth is the greatest tool to lift children and families from poverty is one that decreases the probability of child poverty by 82%, but it isn't a government spending program. It's called merit. (laughs) And she wrote, twisted facts, which, yeah, that's so twisted. Um, it's not true. Um, I'm, I'm not, I didn't write them all down because I don't know, you know, hearing them just kind of goes in one ear and out the other, but in the book, she, if you are the type of person that, you know, likes to see the studies and the research and the stats, you're going to love this book because it's filled with all kinds of research based on, based on truth. Like what is true? Um, and that is not true that, um, kids in divorced homes, uh, suffer more in any way. Um, there are statistics around having, um, not having the father around that are, that, that are real. And, um, we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but, um, as far as separating, getting a divorce, I mean, so many people, I know I, I, I've been in this similar situation, um, have tried to stay together to, because it's best for quote unquote best for the, the child. And it turns out like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like kids are resilient. They're going to be okay. And it actually can end up being even better. And, um, just speaking from my own experience as a child of divorce, and I don't know what your, I know so many of us have, have, um, had that experience, but I used to be the biggest mama's girl ever. Um, and then my parents split up when I was, I think 15, um, ish. And, uh, I still didn't, (laughs) my dad still wasn't my favorite person, but slowly, slowly, slowly over time, we developed a relationship and now have just the most beautiful, like sweetest relationship. I, um, I still have that with my mom. Um, but now I also have had the opportunity to get close to my dad. Whereas I don't know that I would have had that had they stayed together. Um, so, you know, they're just to, just to kind of dis debunk the, the, the Mark Rubio quote, which I know you probably already know that anyway, but just to take any guilt or shame away from that. Um, but it does seem to be like kind of either one end of the spectrum or the other with single moms, either where it's like the single mom is responsible for bearing, you know, fatherless criminals and living off taxpayer money. Um, or she's like this saintly martyr for her children and this like victim of a chauvinistic society that tells men it's okay to abandon their children. Um, but there's like a middle ground, um, that's really empowering where you can have a full life outside of just being a parent. And that is what the rest of this book is all about. She has a manifesto, um, for single moms that I really love. And she has several things. She has like two pages of, um, bullet points that she lists, but some of the ones that I found, um, that really resonated with me that I'm going to share with you is this, um, is this, uh, like goal to be financially independent and to, as an adult, to never be dependent on 
somebody else, even if it's your husband, um, even if it's a child support check, to never be dependent on that because you anything could happen. And you never want to put yourself in a situation where your livelihood, your um, life is in the hands of somebody else. And so she gets into that. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, and she just reminds you because you're never, ever, 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 she says, entitled to anything. So make your own money. Um, and she said, yeah, statistically, single moms are poor, but you get to decide if that's you or not. Um, and you get to be hopeful and positive about romance just because you are divorced or separated or, um, you know, ha are, are a single mom and maybe don't feel like you have a lot of time. She talks about that. She talks about outsourcing and that you shouldn't, you don't have to, and you shouldn't give up on dating. Um, and she also talks about forgiveness, which I think might be the hardest thing and one of my biggest struggles, but to forgive yourself to forgive him, to forget any lawyers, judges, in-laws, friends, or anybody else that you might be angry at. Um, because it, it's impossible to build an incredible life for yourself and your family if you're stuck in anger and revenge for things that happen during a romantic relationship that is now over, right? And But that's hard. Like in the moment, it, it, it is hard. And oh my gosh, I had so much anger, so much anger. Um, and I really, I struggled with that for like, wow, um, a solid four years, <laughs> maybe longer. And just recently have started to, to let some of that go. Um, but uh, she also talks about, you know, doing everything that you can to successfully co-parent with your children's other, other parents to support the father's rights. Um, and don't assume that you're the better parent just because you are a mother. And I have also had experience dating um, single dads, divorced dads. And I have seen the quote-unquote other side and how they are treated. But they, are, they were both very capable, like incredible human beings, incredible dads, loving dads, um, wanted to be involved. And... Um, I saw like one having, um, kind of equal time, equal, um, like what seemed to be, you know, a fair, a fair setup. And then, uh, the opposite situation, just how heartbreaking that was, um, for him and how hard that was. And, um, you know, I have felt like I've wanted to do the same and wanted to be the same and just think like, Oh, deadbeat dads. Um, they don't, they don't care. Um, they're not capable enough and that's just not the truth. And, uh, just, she has a couple chapters on that, that I think, um, if you feel that way, your mind is going to be changed and I think your heart will be melted. And, um, I think that you will feel inspired to maybe reach out and for, forget, forgive, to work on that process. It's, I know that it's not an overnight thing, but, um, that, that is, that was one big takeaway that I had from this as well. And then one of the other things that I, I just think is like the entirety of this book is that you are a mom, um, but also you're allowed to be fulfilled professionally, creatively, with your health, spiritually, sexually, with relationships, and um, so that you are a whole person and you can bring those experiences and that happiness and that energy and that liveliness to the relationships that you have with your children or child. Um, and she has lots of other good things in here. So, um, my story might be a little confusing, so I'm just going to give you the, the quickest, um, background story that I possibly can, because I have experience as a single mom, as being a single mom without, um, the dad being involved. And then, um, more recently, I also have experience with co-parenting, um, but not necessarily my child's biological dad. And I met my, uh, my son's biological dad, um, in one super fun summer, I had just left my corporate job of five years and I was planning on traveling, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, like doing all these 
doing all these adventurous things. And um, I was going to be a server and work at Starbucks for the health insurance. And I did that. And it was so fun. And I loved not having a two-hour commute and <laughs> um, not having my, at the time, my Blackberry on me and having to work on weekends and deal with just all this stuff that I didn't love. Um, and it was so fun. I, I went into work and then I left work and I just, I just really had a great summer and I obviously had a lot of fun. Um, and the, the chef at the restaurant that I worked at totally wooed me, he made me meals for my, the marathon that I was training for. And, um, you know, we, I, um, we weren't really even seriously dating, um, and I'm, I'm sharing that with you because, you know, I had a lot of, um, like disappointment in myself. I had a lot of like slut shaming myself. Um, and like, how did I let this happen? And for a really long time. And I just have, I have let that go. And I am just so glad that everything happened the, the way that it did. So if you have a similar situation and have at all felt any of those feelings, like I hope that you can let that go too. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, 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 um, he was around for a little while and, um, and then about three months after my son, um, was born, um, I mean, so much drama. I don't want to act like, Oh, it was just, and then he left. No, it was super, 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 super ugly, super, super dramatic. I would never, ever, ever wish that those things that happen on anyone. Um, it was a very stressful time. I mean, in general, it's a stressful time with having a new baby. And as a mom, your hormones are everywhere. And so it was very, very dramatic. And I was very ugly during that time. And um, I'm glad that that time is behind me. But quick story, though, is that he left and we haven't seen him since. And um, over the course of the, my son's life, like we've maybe received, I don't know, like a thousand bucks, maybe, maybe 1500, um, in child support. And I used to get really, um, upset about that. And I'm going to come back to that in just a second. But, um, then I ended up two years later, um, two and a half years later, um, dating this incredible human being like this really, really kind, um, successful, loving, um, to my son, um, great father figure. Right. And, um, we dated for about three years and although we broke up, um, it didn't work out between the two of us. He was, and still is like just such a great friend, um, father figure to my son and my son, while he calls him, um, his name, he, you know, he tells everybody else that's his dad. And so I'm so glad that he has that person and, and he's in here with me. So he knows because we talk about the dad who made him and then the dad, the dad that takes care of him. And, um, there's all kinds of different family makeups. It's not just this, you know, um, traditional family that we might have been used to seeing on TV. And really even that's changing. Um, all these blended families, all these different types of scenarios, multi-generational families, um, same-sex marriages, um, adopted parents, you know, all these situations. So I, that's becoming more and more normal. So, you know, I, that's just kind of been how it's, it's been explained and, um, he gets that and he's okay with that. And I, um, never want to, um, you know, bash in his biological dad. And, you know, if they, if he ever wants to reach out by all means, that is, that is fine. But I'm sharing that, um, with you because you might be like, wait a minute, how do you have, how can you talk about this? And then how can you relate to this? So that's kind of the situation. So he still sees, um, my ex-boyfriend and we have gotten to a place where we have, um, a decent relationship between the two of us. And, um, I'm really happy for, for my son that he has that. So, um, it's, I don't know that there's, there's, there might be some hope in there for you for some inspiration, or if you are also going through something dramatic, it, it definitely eventually gets better. There's that John Lennon quote that says everything in the end is okay. And if it's not okay now, then it's not the end. So I think about that often. Um, 
So the first part of her book is around money and being financially independent. And there's all kinds of things that she talks about um, in this chapter around um, not just saving and not just becoming more financially savvy and like being, knowing, um, like planning, estate planning. She has specific things on that. Um, Understanding retirement and investing and wills and all that stuff um, that's sometimes not so sexy and fun to talk about. Um, but she also talks about um, alimony and child support. And that was something that I wanted to share with you because at first I totally disagreed with her on so many levels. And um, I was really triggered by that chapter because I felt like, no, it's that person's responsibility to financially take care of the, their child. Um, and after kind of reflecting on some things, she does bring up a great point that if you are relying on the, those child support payments, um, you're, you're putting that power, you're giving that power to somebody that you are trying to untangle from. And that can actually be incredibly disempowering and it can keep you stuck and it can keep you bitter and feeling um, resentful and like entitled and um, not maybe give you the motivation to go out and be financially independent for yourself so that you have control of that. And when she put it that way, I was like, okay, so you know, she, she has her own take on, you know, around accepting it and how to accept it and 50, 50 parenting. And she just, I, just some really things, some really interesting things and scenarios that I had never thought of before. So highly recommend those chapters. Um, and considering that type of parent parental setup, um, outside of, you know, obviously she, she excludes like abuse and, and there's mental issues in certain situations, but more, most of the time, like it can, it can be done. Um, and that, that 50, 50 co-parenting thing can be done. Although like who wants to give up time with their child? Um, and I'm talking about that in just a second, but, um, the money thing I wanted to share with you because, um, I have just recently let go of the child support thing myself and her, book was was part of that and we I never really got any like I said it's like maybe a thousand bucks over the course of the seven and a half years and that's okay like I didn't need it um when it came in it was actually it gave me more anxiety than anything um it made me feel weird and um it was also like well will I get this next month is this how long is this going to come in so it was like do I start planning for this? Do I start taking this into account? So if you are in the situation where you depend on that, and I have friends, acquaintances who I know are dependent on that child support check, and when their ex-husband or ex-partner don't pay on time, then they can't pay on time. They can't pay their rent on time. They can't pay bills on time, this, the date child care on time, and then that's stressful, and that then that puts you in a a place of like having to remind that person that you're trying to get away from that they need to pay you. And so I, I understand where she's coming from. So, um, the takeaway from that was just not to be dependent on that. And then just to not, um, allow your energy to be stolen from trying to go after it. And for me, that was where I was making the mistake because I wanted to make sure that I kept up I kept on it, even though I wasn't getting anything, I wanted to make sure that it was, the debt was piling up for, um, his biological dad because a, he needed to pay. It was his responsibility. And then B, I was hoping to use it as a leveraging tool for something else. And I tried that and it didn't work out. Um, so I was causing all this stress and resentment, resentment and all this um, for, for no reason, um, really. And just this year, 2020, um, it was up for a renewal or review and I started immediately getting anxiety and stress, like thinking about having to like communicate with him and just to go to court and 
just deal with it. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm doing this to myself. I am doing this to myself. I have the opportunity to not do this. So, um, I just, I just said, I don't want it anymore. Like I'm not, I don't even, I wasn't getting it anyway. (laughs) So, um, I don't, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't care about it. I don't care about adding it up anymore and making it heavy for him. I just, I don't care. I'm letting it go. And the minute that I did that, it felt so good. felt so good. So I know that my situation isn't your situation and that, you know, every situation is different and you may very well need that. Um, I think the point of it was if you need it, that's fine short term, but start to have a plan in place so that you don't need it. Even if you get it on time, um, even if, you know, it's, it's reliable at some point it's, it's going to end and your children are going to grow up. Um, and then like, what's your plan going to be if you've been, if you've been living off that. So go ahead and start to get things in order, start to create a path to financial independence sooner rather than later. Um, the second section was around parenting. And she took this from the perspective of um, the relationship that you have with your child and then the relationship that you have with your co-parent. And uh, she talked about um, the argument for equally shared parenting, which I alluded to earlier. Um, and then also recognizing that not everybody has a father. So how a father figure in their life. So how to parent without a father, um, co-parent like a pro. And some interesting topics like the relationship you have with your ex's new girlfriend, um, when you should meet the new girlfriend and your ex should meet your new boo, um, and then finding your parenting style. So lots of things within that. Um, And the thing that stood out to me among these chapters was just, just how much time us moms typically think that we need to be spending with our, our children. And in reality, it's just really not that much um, that we need. Like, they'll be okay. Um, and But we have all this guilt. Like, if we are working, like, we're, we're working too much and not getting to spend quality time with them. Or um, they spend all their time being raised by, you know, somebody else. You're paying somebody else to raise your kids. I used to feel terrible about that. Um, or it's like, if you ask for help, like I, like I told you earlier, like I have been so incredibly fortunate and I know that this is a gift and a luxury that not everybody has, but both of my parents, um, live nearby and they are extremely supportive. Um, my sister has helped so, 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 so much. My brother has taken my son to get a haircut. Um, so I have a ginormous support system. Um, other, other mom friends. So very, very lucky in that way. Um, however, um, for a long time I was, I don't know, I was like ashamed. I was, um, Oh, I felt inadequate when I had to ask for help. Like, Oh, I should be able to do this by myself. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. You should always tap in help when you can. Um, I mean, women for year for ages have been leaning on the help of family and the village and the community to help raise their children. So there is no shame in asking for help. There is no shame in, um, or guilt in having, you know, grandma or grandpa come pick them up for a night, um, so that you can just veg out or do something productive or whatever you want to do. Um, and I had to let that go, like that I needed to, to be the only one. So um, there's that. And then also with um, the co-parenting situation, um, if, that, if that is something you have, um, and I would say if you, you have as a benefit, and it, and it may not feel that way <laughs> if you're in the middle of it, if there's drama, if there's hard feelings, um, anger, resentment, like, oh my gosh, I, I feel you. I, I can understand that. Um, even, even with, you know, um, the man who my son sees as his, as his father figure, um, it hasn't been, you know, a walk in the park by any means, but we're, we're in a pretty good place right now. And, um, and I'm, I, I, I felt, um, sad about quote unquote losing time with my son when he would go visit like, oh man, they're going to be having 
fun without me. He's going to be having a fun experience and I'm not going to be part of that, which is so selfish. Oh my God. So selfish. Um, or like, well, what am I, what am I going to do now with my time? Um, while he's gone we, with his grandparents or with, you know, this, this, I don't, his, his father figure. Um, and, uh, it was so selfish. <laughs> so, you know, just taking a, a step back and thinking like, am I having this response? Um, because I truly feel like it's unsafe, unhealthy, um, not good for my child or am I having this reaction because those things are that way for me? I'm experiencing those ways for me. And, um, like she just has the best view of like, it is amazing. And I am on, I am at this place now where like, it is amazing to have your co-parent pick your child up for a, 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 a sleepover or to, to share custody, um, to, to, to have grandparents come in and help. Um, so that not so that you can get caught up on laundry, but so that you can maybe pursue a business idea so that you can have a weekend with your girlfriend so that you can date so that you can, um, go, go exercise, um, do something that's fulfilling creatively, whatever it might be, um, to recharge. Oh my gosh. Because moms, married moms don't have that luxury. Okay. I know I've talked to some of you. Um, they don't have that luxury of quote unquote, like getting away to recharge most of the time. Like they're in it all the time. Um, or when they, um, or if they have a significant other that, you know, takes the kids, it's like, well, then they don't get to spend time together and, and cultivate, um, a deeper connection with, with one another. Whereas when, when you're a single mom, you get to have that extra time with your significant other. Um, because, um, yeah, that's, that's not the father of your child. So, um, there are, there are benefits to being a single mom. And that is, that's one of them is you have time that a lot of, um, moms wish they had. So let people help you, um, let, your co-parent parent, allow them to step up, encourage them and allow them to be that person. Um, that they're, they're 99% capable of 99% of people are capable of. Um, and then the last part of this is dating and her topics on this include, um, a sexually satisfied mom is a happier mom. Why dating as a single mom is so much better than before. What happens if you're stuck and not dating? Um, where can I meet good men? Dating and your kids. A few hard rules about men and kids. How to introduce your boyfriend to your kids. And a special note about dating for widowed single moms. Um, so she covers a lot. A lot of different situations depending on um, where you are. Um I think my takeaway from this is just kind of going back to that whole, like being so, being so much more, um, than just, than, I don't want to say just a mom, but being so much more than only a mom. Yes, that is an important job. Yes, that's a, a lot of responsibility. Like you're, 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 you're in charge of keeping another human being alive and you would love them to not only be alive, but have a decent experience <laughs> while they're alive. Um, and so doing what you can to make sweet memories and to, um, to be patient and loving and not stressed out and, you know, your brain's fried, your nerves are fried, your sanity is being lost by the moment. Um, and so you need to recharge. And part of that, yeah, is maybe feeling like dressing up and feeling sexy and going on a date with somebody who may not be husband material, but is a, is a really fun time and having those experiences and, um, maybe stepping into a, you know, stepping into that, your sexy self and where you felt like maybe that was gone forever. Um, (laughs) because, whether you're like, oh, nobody wants a divorced mom or nobody wants a single mom. And that is not true 
at all. And I, she talks about it in the book, and I'm telling you from firsthand experience, um, those are limiting beliefs that men don't want to date a, a, a woman with children or that somehow you were, you know, used up or something if you're divorced and that just it's or that there's no good men out there. Um, that's not true. That's not true. Um, I'm going on, let's see, 36 next weekend. And, um, those time we have timelines, right? Like I'm going to be married by this time. Um, I'm going to have kids by this time and nobody ever thinks, Oh, then I'm going to get a divorce by this time. Then I'm going to have to start over at this time. And so those timelines are just, they make no sense. They add pressure. They add guilt when it doesn't happen. They add shame. Um, and I'm, I'm 36. I have never been married. Um, and, um, I, I've, I've had a lot of interesting, (laughs) fun, um, learning experiences throughout my dating life. Um, a lot of good stories <laughs> with things that have not worked out, but good stories. And, um, I finally feel like I am a person now. I am a whole person, um, that could show up and be a good partner in, in a relationship. So I know that's probably a different topic for a different day, but, um, the, f- and, you know, and, and because I'm gone through that, I can only assume that there's people of the opposite sex who have also had that experience. So, um, you know, the fact that there are no good men out there, um, or, or women at a certain age, um, that's just not true. That's a story. Okay. Um, so that was my, that was kind of my reminder takeaway from that chapter. So, um, there's so much more that we could talk about. I, I, um, don't want to make this episode like forever long, which, uh, let me see here. It's getting on the longer side. So we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, but I just thought that this was such an empowering, inspiring book, full of hope and full of things to make you question your current beliefs about yourself, about what being a single mom means, about your co-parents and um, how qualified they are, what they what they owe you, um, and just kind of question all of that and uh, reevaluate and what what you know what really is the best for you for your child without um the feelings of revenge and anger and all this stuff and yeah that's going to be there and and hopefully um if it is there you can you know figure out ways get help i went to see a therapist because i was so angry um i've also seen a therapist to help me navigate through my second breakup so um, if you need additional support, I hope that you will not feel any shame and, and or embarrassment in seeking that out. Um, if you have questions about any of this, about navigating um, a breakup. And oh, and the last thing that I wanted to say, just because I have had this conversation and in the event that this is you. So this, um, what I'm about to say is for somebody who is currently in a relationship, but um is scared to leave because of financial reper- um, financial consequences. And um, there are ways, like if you are willing, there are ways to still make it work because um, you can you can scale back, you can cut things out. like there are ways to, or if there's if if that's not an option right now, you can start planning. Um, you can start. You know, maybe there's a promotion. Maybe there's a um, uh, an increase that you can can get at work. Maybe there's a side hustle that you can start while also cutting back on things to put yourself in a position to make a decision that is the best for you, not solely based on finances. Because I know of a couple of people, um, and I have been there myself and I was even in a decent situation financially, but stepping out on your own, being, being a hundred percent responsible for your own finances and your children's financial security when you may be used to, you know, having help. 
And that is scary. The unknown is scary. Um, having changes, big changes like that can be scary. So people stay, people stay in comfort, people stay in what seems to be security and quote unquote the right thing to do um, for themselves, for their kids, but then continue to be unhappy or to be in these toxic situations that um, are not great situations for their children to be in or for their children to see them be in. Um, So I I think just one of my biggest things and one of my biggest reasons why I love helping women especially build side hustles or their own online business is so that they can have the, the financial option to leave a situation Um, If they need to, if they want to, and if they want to stay, then they have the option um, and the choice to stay because they want to stay, not because they need to stay. So that's, I guess, how I'm going to end this is, you know, that, that, that may be a reason why you're staying, but it doesn't have to be a reason why you stay. Um, And you don't have to leave, but if it's just you're staying for financial reasons, there are ways to um, to change that for yourself and to can to put yourself on a path where it continues to to grow and get better and um, you you just have you have more options when you have that financial independence and when you have that financial security um, and then like I said you have the option to also stay. Um, and it's a choice. It's a very intentional choice. Like I'm staying because I want to, not because I have to, which hopefully would make um, your partner, your husband, like feel that mo- or your wife um, feel that much more confident um, and secure in that relationship because you are choosing to be there. You want to be there. So that's where I'm, how I'm going to sign off. Um, if you have questions about any of this, let me know. Um, if you are experiencing a challenge like you want to talk about in, in my DMs, like let me know. My email is at hello at sarahlynco.com and my Instagram is right now over at, at sarahlynn.co. And I am here, like I said, I get these kind of questions already and I would love to hear from you if this episode inspires additional questions um, for you. And then like I said, this book is a great resource Um, and that might be a great place to start with feeling, um, empowered, taking control of finances, of being a whole person, of living your best life. So, um, I hope you got something out of this one. I know it was a little longer, um, but, uh, it is what it is. I'm looking forward to Friday. Um, the episode on Friday is going to be a recording from an interview that I had in the, uh, my private Insta brand group that I ran over the summer, um, from season two with a women's wealth coach. And, uh, uh, I won't say any more, but I think that one's going to be a really, really good one um, that ties in really well with this. So I will talk to you on Friday, or we'll see you back here on Friday with that one. In the meantime, have a wonderful day, week, and I'll see you soon.